Okay, Emmy fans, those nominations just came out. And of course, as always, they were crazy. I'm Tom O'Neill of Gold Derby here with most of our team, including Daniel Montgomery, Marcus James Dixon, Joyce Ang, Susan Wazena, Paul Sheehan. Uh, Joyce, I'm going to toss to you first. Uh, 32 nominations for Game of Thrones. It set a new record, beating its past record for most nominations in a year. But uh, so that, that whole lineup looks solid but that comedy lineup really threw us uh, a few fascinating curves this morning uh overperforming were fleabag barry russian doll uh schitt's creek underperforming was veep what surprised you the most joyce on the um i think the fact that veep missed the directing nomination and it didn't even hit double digits in uh nominations it only got nine and look at Maisel, it got 20. <laughs> but it got casting. So, so yeah, it and, got casting. And you can win with just one of the two now. Yeah, and like that's that's yeah. been like Veep's like history at the Emmys. Like it doesn't win a lot of awards, but it's also not that type of show that wins a lot of technical awards. So it wins like casting and like a couple actings, you know, and maybe a writing or directing. Um, but it missed directing and I I like the overperformance of all these other shows, you know, it it just this is kind of like what we thought would have happened on the drama side. Like, let's see what are the contenders that could take down Game of Thrones. But instead, we got a lot of contenders that could possibly take down Veep instead. And Game of Thrones came out looking the strongest show out of everyone. Paul, you're 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 usually the editor with the best uh, prediction scores. What surprised you today on the comedy side? Let's stay there for now. Well, I think I made the mistake of thinking that heavy brothers have a heart. So, Ooh, ouch. No, but I think this is to the point of like Veep, it's the final season. It was delayed production because of Julia Dreyfus's health. Um, so it's just so interesting to me that they sort of spurned it for the new kids on the block. But then I got confounded on the drama side uh, because it sort of seemed like you would think there were only about five dramas on television with the, uh, the the sort of just every time they saw Game of Thrones, they checked the box and it was kind of the same thing with Fleabag and with This Is Us. Like it is, is this the golden age of television? I mean, the, when they're, you wouldn't know that by the, if you sort of start crunching the numbers, how few TV shows are represented in the major categories. Fleabag got writing, directing, two supporting actress, two guest actress, casting, got 11 overall. That was really... Every, every woman, I think, that acted on their show got nominated. Poor Andrew Scott. So no you hot you're, uh, you're cutting your head off. You have to center okay. yourself in your own image. I'm now. sorry. Russian Doll got 13. All the biggies, casting, writing, and everything, but no directing. Um what else? Uh, Shit's Creek. Four nominations was all, but of course, one of those was uh, for series, and we knew all of us that that could happen. And then be, uh, Barry performing with seventeen. I mean, all major categories. Tom, directing. Tom, Tom, say why you knew that could happen. Like because with Shit's Creek, what what made the difference for Shit's Creek this year? Because it's been the. Uh, inside cool show like Fleabag. Mm-hmm. There are two correct answers if someone asks you on the in the inside industry of TV. You know what? You know what are your favorite comedies? The cool answers are Fleabag and Schitt's Creek. And Schitt's Creek's been building uh, and building and building. And I thought we would have seen more evidence like last year that it was this strong. But yet on the other hand, we knew it could 
that did, and we have said it in past Slugfest. It got a Netflix bump because, like, yeah, I don't think Netflix, like yeah, <laughs> like more than half of its fans or viewership probably don't even know that it actually airs on Pop because <laughs> once it was added to Netflix, like that's when it really so, like picked up steam and people just binge it. That's on what Netflix. happened. To right. Man. So Joyce, they're in fact the people nominating it. They're not. They are. They're not even nominating Catherine O'Hara and you've been living for this season. Right. No, they're they're nominating right. based on the earlier seasons. They're just watching like you know four seasons in a row. It's like I love the show. Like it really. It was. It just felt like it was bubbling up, but then it was so like it could go either way because there are just some shows that just don't hit with the voters. And if, and and Marcus, you've always been reminding us about Netflix and to remember whether the show streams on Netflix originally or in mm -hmm. previous seasons. That's the, yeah. When uh, when Eugene Levy gets the nomination for actor, I'm like, oh, that's cute. They threw the show a bone, and then Catherine O'Hara got in, and then it got in for comedy. I'm like, wow. If if anyone out there predict, predicted those three nominations, you were like, yeah. I think most people were just picking Catherine. Yeah. We had three experts out of 26 predict the nomination for Schitt's Creek. Wow. That's crazy. Daniel, you're a big them. Russian doll fan. Mm -hmm. did you, but come on, you're as big a fan as you are. Did you think it would do this well? Um, I didn't think it would do this well in terms of the total. Um, I was predicting it for best uh, actress. I can't remember if I had it in my top seven in the end for best comedy series. And the writing nominations don't surprise me either. I do wish it had gotten a little bit more. I would think it has a stronger chance to win, maybe, if it had gotten Charlie Barnett into supporting actor, maybe one or two guest nominations. Um, but it did It did really well, and I'm gratified that it did really well. Um, but it didn't do too much better than I was expecting in the top categories. Definitely below the line, though. Well, let's see. So, uh... well it, it is the most according to what I, my research, female-led comedy series, because only the most before was when it was Murphy Brown and Designing Women and one other show. So it's only been the well, most ever. Know, Golden Girls was all women. Oh, Golden Girls, yeah. But in terms of the whole comedy series lineup. Three. But then most of the time, it was like two at the most. Yeah. We should mention uh, Chris Beecham's not here because he's doing the score reports and he just sent the score report to us. Will is the winner. So congrats, Will. Will with 77.85%. Way to go, Will. Last name, Will, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, Will. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Last year, Gold Derby's average for the whole site, like just our aggregate predictions, was around 76%. So the fact that this year's <laughs> best user was at 77 is a testament wow. to how many surprises there were. Wow. Hmm. And what else did we learn, Marcus? Um, second place is Patrick underscore Dell, and third place is Patrick Giddings, two Patricks, and they tied at 76.51. How did, how did, who won among the editors? In there? Uh, Marcus did. Uh, 73.83. Uh, Tom, yeah. you were next with 72.48. Uh, then me with 71.81. <laughs> uh, then Joyce and Paul, 71.14. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, 70, what did you get, Daniel? 71.81. He okay. got the entire drama supporting actress category, correct? <laughs> I think I, did I? I think, no, I think I took out. Oh, you took out, who did for, you, you took out Fiona? Oh. For Rhea Seahorn. Mm. Dumb. So isn't it, <laughs> isn't it interesting, like somebody like Fiona Shaw and then suddenly like two nominations. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And that happens sometimes where we'll see like if, if a person is on two shows, suddenly they'll pop up twice. Like I remember when um, Gabby Hoffman got in for Transparent and for Girls and uh, Riz Ahmed got in for uh, The Night Of and for Girls. Uh, it's like they vote for them in like their main category and then you see them on cast. It's like, okay, I'll vote for them again. So, so right, but that didn't happen to Connie like Britton this year. She was all over the <laughs> yeah. map and she missed everyone. <laughs> and Joyce, you wrote about Olivia Coleman. What she had three chances, didn't she? Well, she had three chances until we found out that the crown would be delayed, and <laughs> she wasn't submitted for um, Les Misérables on PBS. Oh. So her only chance this year was Fleabag, and she, she got, got in. in. So, uh, Marcus, let's go to you. You had the best score, so you had a couple of points you wanted to make this morning. So first, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. You were mentioning all the comedy series with double-digit nominees nominations. And for drama, it's the exact opposite. You have Game of Thrones at 32. There's only one other show with double digits, and that's The Handmaid's Tale, which didn't even air. If you're at home wondering <laughs> it's why just, it's the hanging Tale, episodes. <laughs> no, it's orphaned. They're orphaned episodes. There was three episodes that aired in July last year, so they were not eligible. So the just genius the is... Categories, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, eligible in like series and regular acting. Uh, they got writing, I think, and directing too, which is insane because you know the the geniuses over at Hulu that thought that they could do this and it actually worked out. Um, besides that, it's better Call Saul with nine. Like it's Game of Thrones just completely dominated everything. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, and I think that's oh, because. Uh, Not writing. Yeah, I think it's because what what happened is. Um, and we've seen the ballots and how it works. You can vote for as many nominees in a category as you want. Like when you're voting for like, oh, check, check, check. You don't have to just vote for six or seven. Uh, you can vote for as many as you think are deserving. And I think that's how we got so many multiple nominations for so many shows, for like just a few shows. So like mm -hmm. everyone watched Game of Thrones, even if half of them hated it, the other half loved it enough and checked out off everyone they could get their hands on. So that's Alfie Allen gets in for that show. Even. Yeah. Um, and same thing with Fleabag, same thing with when they see us in the limited series categories. And I think with in peak TV is the irony is that there are so many viewing options and there are so many voting options that everything sort of splits the vote below a certain level so that you get these massive concentration of nominations at the at the, for the top shows and every, nothing else gets enough quite enough support to even get it anywhere another, look at all the, uh, another big story is american horror story switching from limited to drama it pulled it off with five nominations which is more than last year and more than the year before. <laughs> so congrats to FX for that. It's, it's not a bad decision. decision. It's it was... a limited series. It, it, so this is their right. revenge, uh, everybody. Hey, look at uh, all of the snubs of so of beloved Hollywood veterans. No Allison Janney for the first time in a million years. No William H. Macy. He's always nominated. Well, we knew he was missing after Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> oh, that's so. right. that's a good point. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross didn't get in, but Anthony Anderson did. Uh, uh, Julia Roberts didn't get in for Homecoming. At the yeah, Homecoming completely bombed. I know, and we thought it was going to do better overall. Uh, Richard Madden not getting in, but the show getting in. That's weird. 
I think it's because there were there were six slots for best uh, drama actor, and there ended up being eight nominees for best drama series. Oh, so I'm guessing I'm head. guessing it was number seven or eight for drama series, and he was maybe number seven or eight. For yeah, drama. and it wasn't within two percent, so yeah, he didn't get it. And uh, no drops. Chandler for uh, Catch Twenty Two, which really underperformed. Jo Joyce, Joyce, reiterate what you just said about the two percent rule. Um, it's not like. Uh, an exact tie in a lot of the categories. You just have to come within 2% of like the sixth place uh, nominee or seventh place nominee. And then uh, if you do, then you become a nominee in the category. So that's why um, some categories have eight nominees um, or seven if it was just a field of six or six if it's a field of five. So since the show got in and Richard Madden didn't, then I'm, I'm guessing like Daniel said he was probably seventh, but he didn't come within 2% of whoever the sixth place nominee was. So who wants to jump in here and say, and size up the race for best comedy series for us? And let me add one more observation before I pass off to the brave soul who will, who will uh, make a really brutal prediction now of what wins here, because obviously Veep is vulnerable. Um, Maisel got 20 nominations. That So it, it proved itself very strong across the board, but it was not nominated for writing. And now this is a theme this morning that we're seeing, how strong a certain show is in every single category, and then boom, not getting in for writing or directing, uh, or and or directing. They are not, all of these shows we're talking about like, uh, are getting nominated like Russian Doll for one or the other. And that's that's basically what you need, one or the other, and a casting nomination, or as our buddy uh, Riley Child likes to point out, those those key crafts awards for like sound mixing and picture editing and so forth. Well, um, Marcus Marcus has to be the one to weigh in with the- Okay. So what wins now, Marcus? It's It's been Maisel for me for a while. And you, you just mentioned the crafts. I mean, look at how many craft nominations that Maisel got compared to Veep, which we knew it would. I mean, Maisel is, the Mad Men of comedy series. It's gonna get all that below the line support. And it will be interesting to see them go head to head because Veep was not eligible last year. So of course, Maisel yeah, won. Yeah, they've never faced off before anywhere. It's so it's so gonna be interesting, but but so look at Barry champ. too. We have to remember Barry, look at all those nominations for supporting. Oh, unbelievable. Three supporting actors, one supporting actress. That's insane. Yeah, I think it's Maisel versus Barry. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit, I mean, I would think, oh, Maisel won last year. It exploded in the nominations this year, so it's 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 got this in the bag. But it reminds me of sort of The Handmaid's Tale, when in season two that exploded much higher in its nominations than it had in season one. Mm -hmm. And it ended up just really dying in, in the top categories. That's a good point. Um, so, but I think, I think, I think- You're, you're uh, not Maisel writing off Beep entirely, are you? No, not not I'm maybe for comedy series. I think really, I think, yeah, idiots. Oh come on! <laughs> I mean, if it had done a little bit better than nine, I mean, it, you know, because the thing with uh, uh, *Handmaid's Tale* versus *Game of Thrones* last year was that even though *Handmaid's Tale* went up, *Game of Thrones* was still held steady from its previous performance. This time, *Veep* lost almost half of its nominations from the last time it was eligible. It went from 17 to nine. Hey, I'm gonna um, interject here. So jo Joyce, you are our, our stats guru. Um, just off the top of your head, and I'm really putting you on the spot here. How often does a series win for its final season, uh, comedy series? Um, Everybody Loves Raymond um, was the last comedy. And then Barney Miller won its first and only one um, and that's for its last season. 
So that's sort of it. I mean, the yeah, last and were... yeah, and like Raymond's was its second. It's it's usually more drama series that went for its final seasons. So we, I mean, we could have it both in drama and comedy this year. But actually, HBO could like sweep all of the program races. Um, but no, I I like actually agree with Daniel. Like Veep is vulnerable. Like I don't know what. Like, I mean, the prediction center is not open yet, but I don't know if I will put it at number one. Because um, I can just see them giving it to Julia Louis Dreyfus and, and oh, that yeah. having she's that be the representative win for it. Yeah, she's, yeah. All, she's won for every nomination for Veep that she's had. Yeah, and she'll, and she'll have the solo record this year if she wins because um, she's tied with Cloris Leachman for uh, most wins as a performer. So she needs her ninth one. Only if you don't count daytime. Cloris Leachman has nine if you count the one she has in daytime for performing competitive. Do we need to count it though? It counts. Yes, you can. Do we will have the solo primetime Emmy record, but overall Emmys as a performer, it's still a tie with Cloris Leachman. Can you tell that Daniel's our daytime Emmys expert? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can. So Tom, you were, I I wanted to find out from Joyce about the the final season. Uh, So what, does that give you pause in terms of talking about Veep as, because you were the best, uh, one of the best experts as well as uh, the editors. Yeah, but Veep uh, uh, feels important, you see. Yeah. And it, uh, it's just not cool to have liked its finale. I love the finale. I rewatched it again a couple of weeks ago. I think it's, it's so mean and over the top, but boy, it, in terms of savage satire, it, it, it doesn't mean it over the top. This is, 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 is it, are you, is it your life story? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure is. And I think it's all of our life stories in many ways. But I, all the griping about your flea bag, please. What's that? <laughs> I think you're underestimating. Flea well, let's bag. talk about that, Susan. You had, uh, you beat us all in per- terms of predicting the winners last year. Let's pass off uh, to you for a second because you sometimes make predictions with your heart. And I warn you not to do that. But I'm you, not. This is wait, not wait, You love two shows here. You love Maisel and you love Fleabag. So what are you going to do? Well, that has 13 nominations, at least what I found. So it's, you know. It's- Fleabag has um, 11. Russian Doll has 13. Oh, okay. Well, I. But I, it went from zero to 11. So it's going to yeah. be that. Yeah. <laughs> and it can but win. Anyway, All of these shows can win. What? All of these shows can. No, I know, but they, if you look at these comedy series, the female is very well represented. I think even um, in other areas, even, you know, drama series, there's more, you know, Better Call Saul and Body. But Game of Thrones, don't they have more, do they have more women nominated than men? They have. Yeah. Six. Yeah, a lot more. They have uh they have four men nominated and six women. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, there's something going on, I think, that's good. And so which thing, are, what show are you predicting, Susan? Be well, bo- I I had Veep. I don't think I'm gonna pick it now, looking at this. But the other thing that was interesting to me was how- Answer the question. <laughs> if you don't go with Veep, what okay. are you going for? I'm not letting you okay. off the hook. Maybe I'll start off with Fleabag just to see what happens. With which, oh, Fleabag, okay. Just okay. because <laughs> it's the new shiny object and, and it got nothing in 2017. And now, like like I said, every woman in the cast practically got nominated. And now you but don't it, rank the the- 
winner's choices like you did in the old days. You just check off one, so it's a plurality vote. And you can split the vote. Like all the Game of Thrones people can split the vote. Mm -hmm. true. So what's your what's your prediction, Joyce? Let's go through the list here. Best comedy series. Marcus is still with Maisel. Yes. Um, I I will go with Fleabag now too, just because I love it more than the oh, others. Okay. <laughs> but these auteur shows never win, guys. I mean, Louis doesn't win. Curb doesn't win. Master of None doesn't win. It's like, why are you picking a show that that the history says it's not going to win? But they actually love it though. Like to go from zero to eleven. I'm not saying it will win, but like <laughs> yes, you going, are. that's your job. <laughs> but going from zero to eleven and it it premiered literally two months ago and they everyone went wild for it. But but, and, but Joy, why why zero then? This is where I'm confused. Like for season one? Because yeah. it premiered in September twenty sixteen and so it had to wait like almost a whole year before the Emmy cycle and it was it was just kind of, it was small back then like it was it was you know well reviewed like it was very niche people loved it um but it didn't take off the way it did as everyone saw with season two just in may so i think like after that like you know and phoebe waller bridge she became a star she's you know she yeah. created killing eve she got nominated last year for killing eve for writing and she's in a bunch of movies now <laughs> so people like caught up with it and then and people were begging her to make a season two because she was never supposed to make a season two. And she was still doing her one woman show, doing a tour, she's still doing it now. So I think it, it, it just was a slow burn over the last three years. Not that, not that I expect a lot of Emmy voters to know this, but those that do, do you think anyone, it'll give anyone pause that there are gonna be, there's no more to come? This is it, it was two seasons. Well, for now, sure. 12 episodes, like it's, it's 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 wonderful and it's sort of her piece of work, but it's not Maisel. I mean, Maisel, yeah. every episode is a feature film. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and now, uh, do you think, uh, Marcus, you love Maisel. I mean, do you think, because TV loves big and it's a big comedy, it's twice as long as all the others. Does that give it an edge in your mind? Well, certainly did last year. And I mean, Ally McBeal won for, you know, being a, an hour long drama. So we know that they're not against that. But yeah, I just think, you know, when you look at all the nominations that got last year compared to, I mean, sorry, this year compared to last year and and it didn't have Veep last year, I realized that, but I don't think Veep's gonna do a lot of business. I mean, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I think she's a lock. Um, it's gonna be the goodbye hug. She's gonna get a standing ovation. We can already predict that moment. But I don't know if, if Veep's the kind of show that's gonna get a, all this love for the final season, like a Breaking Bad did. Uh, let's let's not uh, omit the strong possibility of a Barry upset here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kaminsky underperformed today. Did mm -hmm. not series another show about acting of uh, the uh, acting, learning the acting field and trying to break into the acting field. And remember who's voting here at the Emmys? People in the TV industry. So that resonates powerfully with them, and we know that. Shows about show business do well, including Maisel last year, but it's not it's not set set contemporaneously right now. Uh, Maisel, so Barry may have an edge there, but uh, without a Kaminsky in for comedy series, now Michael Douglas and Alan uh, uh, got in for the acting, but but with with Kaminsky underperforming and Barry overperforming and way overperforming. Uh, I think it can win. Anyone else agree or no? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have totally it in a second. Because it already 
overperformed last year when it won. I mean, we all knew like Henry Winkler was winning, but I think we all expected Donald Glover to win and Bill Hader won after. Yeah. Like it's it's precisely the type of show that breaks through even more so in its second year. Like we knew it was gonna like hit the sweet spot in this first year. So that, that was just kind of like the hors d'oeuvre for this year. And it, it got multiple supporting nominations this year. So. Yeah, I think the one thing that uh, the one thing that might hurt Barry is how much darker it is than most of these other shows. Uh, yeah. We've seen that even when they do really well in the nominations, like the really darker dramedy nominees rarely win. Um, you know, right. they like the Black silly couldn't comedy. win. Desperate Housewives couldn't win. Ally McBeal did win, but that was a little sillier. Maisel won, even though it mm -hmm. has sort of drama and comedy elements, but it's literally about a stand-up comic, so it has comedy like really front and center in it. So I wonder if that's going to be the biggest problem uh, Barry has is overcoming how, how dark it is for a comedy. I just want to add, even though Dead to Me got snubbed in comedy series, Christina Applegate got in. She I was the so only nomination for the show. I called it, too. I was very proud of that one. Nice. Should we talk about limited series real fast? Yes, go ahead. Uh, so no Catch-22 and no Very English Scandal for Best Limited Series. I changed it out at the last minute last night and got it right. I ditched English patient, uh, English patient, sharp objects and smart. So funny back in like January, February, where we're talking about this race and how hard it was to predict. But as soon as May 31st happened and when, when they see us actually stream and people saw it, I think the race was over on that day. And now you see in the nominations, even though it didn't get the most for a limited, Chernobyl That's did. 16, yeah. Uh, Chernobyl got, got 17. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. Chernobyl at 19, yeah. But look at how when they see us overperformed with the acting branch, which is the biggest branch. I mean, they got people. I don't even know if all these people were in the prediction center. That's how shocking some of these nominations were. Yeah, they got in. Um, they got into what I would think are ostensibly supporting performances into mm -hmm. lead actress, and we knew lead actress was stacked this year. So the fact that they got Anjanu Ellis and Nisi Nash in there with some relatively limited screen time compared to their rivals, um, you know, is huge. They got in three supporting actors. They got in the big stars, Michael K. Williams and John Leguizamo. They also got in Asante Black, who's one of the the child actors on the show. Um, it got in Vera Farmiga, and uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but one of the other mothers, I think, of the other uh, of the uh, uh, Central Park Five, uh, into supporting actress. And so they just they saw it on their ballot. They're like, check, 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 check. <laughs> I wonder how many other when they see us actors filled in into like the uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth place positions in in yeah. those uh, different categories. It was Marsha Stephanie Blake. She was the other one for supporting. Marcus, what are you going to do for um, uh, Deadwood versus Bandersnatch now for best movie? Because Deadwood didn't get nominated for Ian McShane or for writing, right? Or it missed some real key ones. Yeah, I was I was bummed that Ian McShane didn't get in. Um, I'm still going to pick Deadwood for... No, writing, directing, or McShane. For... How many? I'm looking now. Deadwood. Deadwood got eight. And Bandersnatch only got two, and not and it didn't get writing oh. like Black Mirror usually does. It got uh, best TV movie and best creative achievement in interactive. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I think Deadwood is probably still up front. Well, here's the question: Did did any of the other movies get writing or directing nominations? I mean, Brexit only got the one nomination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, 
So the writing nominations were Chernobyl, Danamora, Danamora, Fosse Burden, very English scandal when they see us. So no movies got in. So oh, okay. that doesn't hurt it. And then directing. I knew you'd come rallying to its defense. <laughs> directing I know you Chernobyl. take this personally. Chernobyl, Danamora, Fosse Burden, Fosse Burden, English scandal when they see us. So no movie got in for either. Oh, so yeah, Deadwood's going to win. Uh, yeah, Dead, yeah it, looks, it looks pretty safe now that I look at the nominations. But this means Ian McShane and Timothy Alphon can get their Emmys. That's As true. Producers, yeah. producer. Good point, Joyce. Oh. Okay, anybody got a final thought or so here? Just jump in. Well, don't you think when they see us is sort of reflection of what's going on right now, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the most important nomination in all of the Emmys this year. Right. Well, a couple that I, I looked around and I, I've enjoyed, uh, they got in, uh, 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 World of Dance uh, got in four choreography nominations, uh. but it got none last year. Um, and so, it's just, and so, so poor Dancing with the Stars. They it's got, all because of you, right? Yeah, they have two. It's so because of Bobby dance. Bones. So. And then four. Oh, there you go. They have two. Uh, so you think you can dance this year? And four World of Dance. And those World of Dance uh, choreographed numbers are basically they're production numbers. It's huge production numbers. So uh, that could be a threat to win there. Um, Beyonce. Nope. Queer uh, Eye wasn't nominated for a competition show. I was surprised. There. Oh no, Queer Eye is a structured reality. Yeah, it's not. Know. It's not a competition. So. Oh okay. And it got oh, in. My. It didn't get in for its hosts. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, but one interesting thing is Beyonce for her Homecoming special. She not only got Variety special nomination. She got in for writing for not for for uh, Variety and directing for Variety. Wow. So it's interestingly, no no black woman has ever won a primetime Emmy for directing, and now she and <laughs> now she and Ava DuVernay could both win writing, directing, and producing oh, in the same year. Oh, and sorry, just one last thing, because Joyce just wrote this up about in terms of the black. Oh uh, uh, yeah, drama supporting actor is the only uh, remaining acting category without the black winner, but Giancarlo Esposito got in this year, so he could end it this year, but it'll probably be Peter Dinklage. I seem to be writing about Giancarlo Esposito potentially doing that a few years ago. So yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he was robbed for breaking that. By the way, I just want to mention Mass Singer. It did not do well in the nominations except for costumes. I very don't know why anyone dessert. thought it would. I, I like it's a show oh, that everyone. Daniel. No, it's a show that everyone watched, but it's a show that no one wanted to admit to watch. <laughs> it's so it, corny. It was like the most watched show of the year. That's kind of like um, what I was saying at the beginning about them not having a heart. Everyone watched The Big Bang Theory. Everyone watched. <laughs> right? Even the Bob Newhart didn't get nominated. Bob too. Newhart, Jim Parsons, mm -hmm. but it got nominated for the directing award because it had to be. Oh, and they yeah. remembered it this year because last year they forgot and had to add it afterwards. So embarrassing. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter what we think in the end. It's all about what everybody thinks in terms of predictions. So you watching this or listening to this, go to Gold Derby, make your predictions, and uh, uh, plant your flags in the sand right now. You can make changes all the way up to Emmy Day, and uh, we're going to do the same. But this is the fun part now where you start with a blank check uh, or a blank ballot. Uh, hurry up because we all want to steal from you. We know that you're the smartest prognosticator on the planet. Prove it. Go to Gold Derby right now. Thanks. <laughs>